Hello, hello, my beautiful honeybees. It's your girl, Sierra Love, here at the House of Honeybees and Holistic Things. And we are back with another episode of Raw Talk for the Soul. Um, Today's theme will be about Black sisterhood and unity and community and the importance of uh, kindredship when it comes to um, my beautiful black and, and brown women, um, and how important that is for us and, you know, for our healing and for our wellness and for, uh, our development. And, you know, this is something that I feel very passionately about, um, as I do with all the topics that I bring here with you guys and, you know, that we hold space to talk about, but this is something, you know, very in, in particular that i've really i've really seen how a lack of it has very much so affected my life in a you know negative way i i try to stay away from you know the causing calling things good or bad but um you know, the lack of sisterhood and kindredship that I have experienced, you know, um, growing up has negatively impacted me and my ability to form community and my ability to form intimate and deep relationships with other, other women. Um, and, you know, I just feel like it's very important that we bring up this, this topic more so, um, in, in, in black spaces and in black conversations. And so I I really want to take the time, you know, with this episode to dive into this and just to talk a little bit more about this. So starting off this, um, this episode, I would like to read a poem that I wrote recently um, and I just want to get into a little bit of background about how this poem came to be. So for the past, you know, two or three days, I was feeling this deep sense of just melancholy. I could not understand where this somberness was coming from, where this ache was coming from, right? Because, you know, nothing has, you know, has happened in my external, you know, over the past couple of days, nothing unpleasant or, you know, disruptive or anything like that. So I was very confused as to why all of a sudden I'm feeling so heavy and just sad and um, just, you know, again, just very melancholy. And I tried to journal it out. I tried to dance it out. I tried to sing it out, you know, to try to get an understanding of, you know, what um, these emotions were and just what was coming up within my body and, you know, just trying to figure out where is this coming from, you know, so that I can better understand how I need to tend to it and, and address it and things of this nature. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out, like, I couldn't figure it out. Like dancing didn't help, journaling didn't help. You know, I even went outside to ground for a little, get some of that sun in my skin, you know, get activated and nothing was working. So I decided to do (laughs) the thing that I do when all else fails put myself in some water. So I, you know, romanticized, you know, my bathroom made it real intimate, um, lit some candles, had my, my, 
um, Mama Isis and, and Bastet um, statues and totems out, had my crystals out. And I just allowed myself to really step out of my mind and open my heart um, and really allow the water to just wash over me and to activate me so that I could really just understand where is this coming from? Why am I feeling like this? So it's been about maybe 10, 15 minutes in the shower, you know, um, just grounding and, and holding that sacred space for my inner child and inner teen to come through. And, you know, 15 minutes in, it, you know, the beautiful aha moment comes in. And I realized that I'm feeling my body, my inner teen, my inner child mourning. They're in this state of mourning. And so my next question to myself is, why? Why am I mourning? Why are they mourning? Why are we mourning? <laughs> because, you know, they are me. I am them. You know, we, we are all encompassed. So why are we mourning? What are we mourning over? And this time the waters within me answered and they said, well, you're mourning the lack of sisterhood and kindredship that you never got to experience, but that you always so desperately desperately needed. You're mourning the fact that you were never able to find this this these spaces for yourself. You were you were never able to find these safe sacred spaces for yourself, filled with other with other folk that looked like you with other women that looked like you and and you know you never got to experience what deep community and and kindredship and sisterhood felt like and in that moment I could do nothing but break down and allow myself to break down and just hold myself you know very tight and close in the shower and just give myself the space to cry and to grieve and to mourn, you know, and to validate that this shit hurts, <laughs> you know, like the fact that I have never been in an, in a healthy sisterhood, you know, I, I've never got to experience that. That shit fucking hurts. It hurts. And it was about 3.41 in the morning at this time, y'all. It was, it was early in the morning, you know, that's how adamant I was about just about figuring out you know what was going on and that's when spirit moved me to um write this poem and not just spirit but my inner my inner teen and my inner child so um this was also a part of my grieving this was also a part of that release um and that acknowledgement and really giving that grief and, and, and that, that, that pain somewhere to go and, and turning it into something, you know, beautiful and turning it into something, um, you know, productive, I guess you can say, instead of just, you know, allowing it to build and fester within me, giving it a place, you know what I'm saying? Um, so without, you know, further ado, I, I'm going to go ahead and read the poem and I titled it Dear Black Women, or dear black woman, excuse me, sisterhood is key. So it goes. Growing up, I've always longed for a safe place. 
a place where I could be seen, supported, and uplifted in all my naturalness. A place that accepted me for where I am now, while motivating me on my journey to expand my heart and soul. I searched high and low in all four corners, from the darkest of nights to the brightest of mornings. I looked for this place that I yearned for and longed. I sought out a place where I didn't have to hide anymore. A place where people would open their hearts to me and my love. A place that didn't seek to change me, but accepted me, flaws and all. From an early age, they teach black girls that we are each other's competition. Silent ego wars and envy corrupt the budding before it can even begin. They teach us to sabotage each other, judge each other, and condemn. When really, all we need is each other's love, kindness, and tenderness. Instead of holding space for each other, we try to take it away. Sometimes we don't even notice the silent programming that makes us behave this way. That tells us if another black woman shines, that we won't get our day. But it's the lies that have been ingrained in us from the day they locked our ancestors away. We've forgotten the power we hold as children of the sun. As descendants from a black womb that birthed the nation. We are mightier together when we move as one. When we unify, recognize, and encourage the power that breathes in all of us. The world is already so cruel towards our black and brown skin. So why do we turn around and emanate that same insidious hatred? We've forgotten how important and revolutionary sisterhood and kindredship really is. Let's open up the space for us to have these raw and vulnerable conversations. It hurts me to think about how I have always seen black women at war with each other and never in a place of true community. It hurts to think about how I have never experienced pure sisterhood in the presence of beautiful black women. I've always been at the mercy of the latter I explain, where competition, judgment, and extreme individualism has gotten in the way, where we struggle to uplift and empower each other in truth and togetherness. I seek to bring an end to this parasitic virus. As black women, we are forced to grow up so quickly, and we are immediately assigned the title of strong black woman. We are never extended the grace or space to feel and release or to seek refuge when we are burdened by the, black, by the way a black woman must move in society. The way we have to be hypervigilant in the protection of our minds and bodies and the protection of our voices, rights, our childhood and innocence. Where can we go for some peace, protection and tenderness in a world that seeks to drown us in trauma, chaos and violence? As black women, we hold so much magic in our soul. We make the world go round and they don't want us to know. That without black women, the world would surely go cold. As we are the bread, the butter, the blueprint, the backbone. We make the world go round, but they don't want us to know. That's why they try to blind us from our beauty and the power we hold. That's why they deny us in public and then copy from head to toe. That's why they turn us against each other, so we'll never know how powerful and important our presence truly is in this world. There are so many black girls and women that search like me 
for community, family, support, and somewhere to exercise their grief. There are so many black girls and women that are just like me that want to have a sisterhood, a sacred space that allows them to just be. There are so many black girls and women that feel just like me that are hurt by the lack of togetherness and kinship. We crave more unity. There are so many black girls and women that long just like me for a place that will accept them and their eccentricities. There are so many black girls and women just like me who are tired of the competition and war. We should be each other's peace. For our sakes and the little black girls that look like you and me, let's unplug from the conditionings that kept us separate and at arm's length. For our sakes and the little black girls that look like you and me, let's give them the sacred space that we so desperately need and seek. For our sakes and the little black girls that look like you and me, Let's bring back the sacredness of community and sisterhood again. To the little black girls that look like you and me, I promise to create a space that is made to embrace, uplift, and support your black girl needs. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. Um, this poem is... I feel like one that will never not shake me to my core. I feel like this is one that will never not take my breath away. Um, I feel like this is one that will always ring um, just so powerfully for me. And, you know, I feel like these, this is one of those poems that will genuinely stand the test of time. And, you know, I read this from my partner and he looked at me and he said, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, it's it's for you and, and the little black girl in you. But this is also for the 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 other, you know, the thousands of other little black girls who need to hear this and black women who need to to hear this. And, and you know, for the beautiful black and brown women who who need to know that there is spaces for them out there. There is a place that will honor and venerate them and all of their black girl needs that will respect them and all of their black girl needs and that seek to meet them and all of their black girl needs and you know I looked at him for a second I was like you think so <laughs> like are you sure you know um and and he was like I'm telling you I'm telling you don't ask me if I think so he said I said what I said and I said you know what baby I said you're absolutely right because initially I was very hesitant to share this um, because it, it really did come from a very raw and, and, um, vulnerable side of me, but spirit, you know, being spirit was very much so like, um, no, <laughs> you're sharing this immediately. Um, because yes, these are your words. This is also for you. But again, just reiterating that this is also for the, uh, the other little black girls and, and the black women who, who need to hear this and, and who need this, um, this, this space and, 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 and uh that sacredness you know of of sisterhood and and kindredship um and i also just want to you know put a disclaimer really quickly that this is a poem that is of my own personal experience and it is not to be mistaken or taken um 
as me trying to expel a hardcore narrative about every black woman's experience with with sisterhood and um and with you know that that community um I know that there are black women who are in and and you know black women who who know healthy kindredship um and with one another and 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 I know that there are black women out there that thrive beautifully in that kindredship and and in that and in, in their um those sisterhoods and in those sacred spaces and in in communities um so I am not saying that all black women are at war with each other. And I'm not saying that all black women seek to compete with one another. I know that there are black women who who jump, you know, with joy to see other black women thriving and being happy and being successful. This is literally me just sharing my own personal experiences and speaking on the things that I have witnessed in my search for community and me sharing about how I did not have the opportunity to experience unified sisterhood growing up and and even now it's something that I still you know struggle with and something that I still yearn for hence why it was very important for me to write this poem and and to express that and to give that space so you know it is these this is coming from my own personal experiences and I know there are you know other women that can um relate and understand and that saddens me you know for the for the women and and the young black women um and little girls that can relate to this you know I I hate that we have had to experience this and and um just be without this but if you cannot relate to it I absolutely love that for you and that makes me extremely fucking happy you know what I'm saying like yes like please like thrive in that kindredship you know just anchor yourself in that sisterhood i i love that shit i'm i'm very happy for for um the black women and in the beautiful black um little girls who are already just um surrounded by this you know what i'm saying but both experiences deserve safe um just safe space and respect so you know with with that disclaimer out the way let's get back into you know um the topic at hand and just getting more into this so you know, growing up, you know, I'm not an only child. I am the youngest. Um, I do have a, a plethora, y'all, a plethora <laughs> of sisters because um, I am adopted. So I have sisters um, within my adoptive family and I have blood sisters. Um, and, you know, being the youngest as well, it, it also kind of made it hard for me to feel that sense of closeness with my my sisters because they are all older than me by a large degree. Um, there's a lot of, of um, years in that gap. And, um, you know, the sister that is closest to me in age, you know, growing up, me and her were very close. She was like, she was my only friend. I was about to say she was like my only friend, but she was my only friend, her and, um, well, another childhood friend that I had, but outside of them two, I didn't really have, I didn't have many friends at all. Um, it was just me, my sister and my one childhood best friend that I knew from elementary school and our mothers knew each other. And so we just kind of grew up in the same neighborhood and just, you know, wind up finding each other and, you know, being very close and, um, we remained friends for quite a long time, but you know, as we grow older, you know, we change, our personalities change, the things that we experience in life change us, you know, the, the things that life takes us through, you know, it, it changes us and sometimes, you know, it takes us down different paths and avenues. So it's always love, you know, for her, for my childhood best friend and 
Um, and even for the best friends, the two best friends that I was, um, you know, blessed with in middle school that I was, I had the opportunity to spend, um, some, some years with, and again, it's the same situation, you know, you grow and then sometimes life just takes you in different, um, paths and avenues, you become different people. And I just feel like we were just no longer in alignment with each other, you know, and that's okay. Things like that happen, but you know, that kind of instilled in me this belief that I could never have long sustainable sisters, you know, like that I could never have, you know, long, um, long-term just relationships with, with women and, 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 um, and like, I wouldn't be able to have that, that sisterhood and that closeness that I was seeking, um, and that I'd always needed and wanted, you know, uh, growing up, like I was telling you guys, I am the youngest. So by the time, you know, I finally got of age to the point where it was like, okay, I really do need sisters and I really do need, you know, sistering right now. All of my sisters had moved out and, and, you know, begin to have children and begin to live their lives and everything. So it was hard. It was just me. It, a lot of the time it was just me, you know, just me and my dolls, you know, my bride's dolls and um, my cheetah girls. You know what I'm saying? I, I look to the cheetah girls for that, that, that sisterhood. You know, that, that, that community, that kindredship, I look to them, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I idolized the cheetah girls growing up because I wanted that. I wanted that, that tight knit, you know, um, you know, best friends, besties for resties type energy type vibe, you know, and even as a young child, that was something that I knew that I lacked and something that I craved so deeply, you know, being, 11 and 12, you know, and, and just, you know, the, the feeling continuing to follow me up until now when I'm 23 years old. Um, and you know, it's something that, you know, it it never really goes away. You know, when you're, you, when you don't get to experience that it's something that never really goes away. And, you know, when I did find myself in positions where it would give, um, not it would give, but when I would find myself in, in certain, uh, how can I say it? I guess pods, <laughs> certain pods of, of, or just like certain, um, cause I don't even want to call it sisterhoods and, and I'm going to tell you guys why, because it was written with jealousy. It was written with gossip. It was written with, um, toxicity. It, it, it wasn't, there was no true unity. There was no true upliftment. There was no true togetherness. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, and it's that type of energy that I'm, you know, I'm speaking of it. So I'll tell, you know, one friend this thing and then turn around and X, Y, and Z, you know, my business or, you know, telling, you know, when it comes to family, telling my sister one thing and expressing my, expressing something to her in deep confidence. And I'm expecting her to honor that and, and to, to keep that with her because I'm entrusting that with her and to find out that she's told the auntie, you know, down the street and then the auntie down the street told the cousin down the street. And then, you know, the whole family know your business and your secrets and your, you know what I'm saying? And, and it wasn't for them to tell. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't for them to tell. And now, you know, something that I was sharing, you know, to be vulnerable, 
and to and, and you know I'm seeking that safe space you know that I can exercise my feelings and you know my emotions and what have you has now turned unsafe now I don't trust you you know what I'm saying now something that I'm telling you in confidence that was meant to be just between us is now the gossip of the town or the gossip of the other of the family you know what I'm saying and that can really instill a deep uh again that can plant the seed for deep mistrust in other women and just not in other women but with people in general you know what I'm saying when you confide in a sister of yours um and or or a deep you know best friend of yours and all of a sudden everybody know your business or all of a sudden you know it's on Instagram or all of a sudden you know what I'm saying and also having those experiences with you know where I thought it was a sisterhood and then you know mad day comes and all of a sudden like I was saying all my business is on Instagram or you know now it's beef you know on Instagram and and trying to go back and forth with the Twitter fingers and again it's just like if it was a real sisterhood it would have been so simple and as as far as to pick up the phone and let's have a conversation love let's talk about this I love you far too much to be harmful to you in any way I, I I know that you know, we may have had a disagreement or whatever, but I love you. You love me. Let's sit down and talk about it. Let's 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 hold sacred space with each other. You know what I'm saying? And let's figure it out. And I never had that. There was never a time that I can genuinely think in my life outside of that one childhood best friend and um that I, I can remember confiding in in people that I, I you know, th- thought that, you know, were my best friends or, you know, these are women and, and, and young women that I'm thinking, oh, you know, they down for me and I ride for for them and, and, you know, they ride for me and, you know, it's safe for me to confide in. And it, it just felt like every time it just would always fall short and mask would fall off and it would always be in 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 and, and from there on it would just be war with each other you know what i'm saying or or you know come to find out this person has been in secret competition with you this whole time and you know i'm coming from a genuine place from a from an authentic place and this person they they're coming from a, a place of of you know being manipulative and in in creating just false illusions around their intentions and and what they're really here for and why they're really around me and 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 you know the the role that they're trying to take in my life and so for a very long time and this is something that I still actively work through it's still very hard for me to open myself up again it's very hard even though this is something that I yearn for, that I crave for, that sisterhood, having that connection with other women, having that kindredship, I crave for it. And I'm also very scared. I'm also very frightened of it. And it is rooted in the negative experiences that I have had. Where I think, oh, this is it. This is, you know, this is a beautiful you know, um, uh, sisterhood that we have here and, you know, we're all unified and, you know, um, this is beautiful kinship 
And then come to find out, you know, it, it's not what I thought it was. You know, whether the person, you know, like I was saying, had false intentions and hidden agendas or, you know, secret competition or, you know, things were going good until all of a sudden mad day comes and now it's beef, now it's war, and now you at my dorm trying to fight me. Y'all, oh my God, the stories, the stories that I could tell, but <sighs> we're not going to go there. We're going to keep it, we're going to keep it cordial. We're going to keep it very, very cordial and respectful. We're not even going to take it there, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's just saying that to say like the experiences that I have had in my efforts of trying to find community and sisterhood have been nothing short of traumatic and, and, and frightening. When it comes to trying to find that sisterhood and kindredship, you know, with 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 friends and people external of family. And then when it comes to trying to have that sisterhood and kindredship with family. You know, and I just. I had to allow myself to mourn and to cry, you know, not being able to have that in my life and. You know, the reason that I, I truly, you know, will always ab- advocate for the unification of black women and and why I think it's so important that li- that little black girls and, and grown, you know, black and brown women have sisterhood and, and that kindredship is because, you know, just like I was saying in the poem, as black women, we are forced to grow up so quickly. We are immediately assigned the title of strong black woman, right? We are never extended the grace or the space to feel and release or to seek refuge when we are burdened by the way a black woman must move in society. We have to be constantly hypervigilant in the protection of our minds and bodies and the protection of our voices, our rights, our childhood and innocence. Where can we go for some peace, protection, and tenderness in the world that seeks to drown us in trauma, chaos, and violence? Nobody can understand a black woman better than another black woman. Period. The things that we have to go through on a day-to-day basis, it's so unique in nature that the only person that can truly understand and resonate to the fullest capacity is another black woman. And we as black women are rarely given the spaces to to release, to relax, to breathe, to feel protected, to feel safe. The struggles and and the things that we go through as black women is so common amongst amongst the community. That's why, you know, I, I, I've also found that, you know, in, in sisterhoods, you know, where the community is unified and it's strong, a lot of these black women do have very similar stories and experiences. Because that is how society has has created it to be. And on top of them creating, you know, these certain um, dynamics and in, in, in just fucking situ- like just dynamics, you know what I'm saying? That they just impose on black women that we just have to fucking deal with, you know what I'm saying? 
it, it's bad enough they do that. On top of that, they ingrain in us in, at, at an early age that you are to look at another woman as your competition. You are to read her from head to toe. And you are to, to pick at her and, and to, to prod at her. Not to see her as your sister, but to see her as your competition. So it's another means of division. Another means of division. When as black women, we all have common stories and experiences. We need each other. We need to be in community. We need that sisterhood so that we can give ourselves the spaces that we need to breathe, to find relief from the way that we, as black women, are forced to move in society. As soon as a black woman even starts to develop physically, you're fast, you're this, this, that, this. This and that. You, it's like black women aren't even given the right to be children. Our innocence is immediately ripped away from us. And we are immediately assigned roles as nurturer, caretaker. You know, for some, in, um, depending on how your household is set up, you're the second mother. So you're a teenager just wanting to do teenager things and you can't because you have to take care of the rest of your family. Black women, a lot of us have had to grow up way too fucking quickly. Way too quickly. And then we're, we, 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 you know, again, with the title of being the strong black woman, makes us feel like we, if we try to express our feelings and our emotions, we are weak. We are failing. We look at it as wrong. You don't, you don't talk about it. If you cry about it, you cry about it in private and you cry about it for 20 minutes and then you get up and then you keep pushing. I literally have seen black women in, do- in domestic situations be violently abused, go to the bathroom, wash their face, 10 minutes later, come out, go to dinner and act like everything is okay. Go to dinner, you know, uh, with the busted lip and the black eye still there. Acting as if everything is okay. Because you have to be the strong black woman, right? You're not allowed to cry and to have moments of weakness. And, and you're not allowed to be supported. You're not extended that grace. And it's absolute bullshit. That's why so many black women struggle silently with mental health issues, with depression, anxiety. That's why so many, so many black women are, are diagnosed with immune disorders because we're holding so much sickness and pain in our, in our bodies. That hurt and that pain, that grief, that anger, it manifests into actual physical sickness. Because we have to be the strong black woman. We can't talk about our problems. There's no space for us. And it's bullshit. There should be space for us. 
in that kindredship that we have with other black women. It's important for our health and our well-being. Black women as well being the backbone of the community. Black women truly make the world go round, but yet we have to struggle for respect and for our rights to be acknowledged and, 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 and respected and fucking honored. As black women, we have to fight for our respect. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. We have to fight more for our respect and for our voices to be heard. More than any other race of and, and it's 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 pitiful. It's pitiful. And I truly hate that for us. And it's not to say that other races and ethnicities of 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 you know women and don't have their own struggles and the things that they go through. I'm speaking for and speaking on black women and our experiences being black women in America. And that's also another thing. Every time there's a space that is specifically curated for black women, it always gets undermined. Somebody is always quick to say, well, why is all, you know, why just black women? Why you can't include all women? The fuck you mean why we can't include all women? When have you ever seen a space specifically curated for black women be honored and respected? When have you ever seen a, a space that was specifically curated for black women in their voices? Be honored and respected. We have to fight just for our 25, 30 minutes. What do you mean? They try to blind us to how powerful we are as black women, how magical we are. How we are the blueprint. Because they know that the power that we hold when we unify and we come together as one, there's nothing like it. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. And especially now, I feel like it's so important that we bring back the sacredness of of sisterhood and of kindredship because... If I would have had that guidance that I needed from my older sisters or from, you know, uh, just, just, or, or if I would have had access to, you know, that sacred, um, sacred sisterhoods and, 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 you know, those spaces in, in, uh, that true sense of, of kindredship and community, I'm pretty sure uh, I could have avoided a lot of bullshit that I put myself through or that I had to go through. But I was out here free balling, you know, balls to the wall. I had no sense of true guidance. I didn't. And I I often think about how my life would have been different if I would have had that sisterhood. If I would have had that deep relationship with my sisters and if I and, and felt safe within it. If I would have had, you know, um, you know, growing up in high school and these things, what what it would have been like if I would have had those 
or not those, but if I would have had that, that sacred sisterhood and that kindredship, how things would have been different. And not just filled with, with black women my age, but older black women. My elders, what, what, how life would have been different for me. So it's also important that we bring back that sacred sisterhood because our little black girls and our, and our, our preteens and, and our, our teenagers, they need it. They need it. Who else is going to show them the way? They don't have to struggle and be alone in it like we had to. They can, we can still create sacred space for them to be children where their innocence is, 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 is protected, where we teach them to advocate for themselves and to use their voice, where we teach them about their rights and, 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 and teach them the importance of protecting their minds and their bodies and how to do so. Where we teach them how to tap into their black girl magic and how to wear that shit proudly. Where we teach them the way. Where we help them along their journeys. I feel like as well it's just it's as as well when it comes to our mental health like having and knowing that you have those those sisters and you have you know those elders that are there looking out for you and you have somebody that you can confide into and that you can talk to and express yourself to and be vulnerable we need that as black women the things that we take on as, on a day-to-day we need that as black women I suffered silently with anxiety for years, for years. And then even when I came out about it, do you know what my sister told me? She told me that she thought I was doing it for attention. My older sister, somebody that I'm confiding into, do you know how awful that made me feel? I was a teenager at the time. I needed her to tell me it was going to be okay, that she was going to be there and she was going to hold my hand and we were going to work through it. Not that I was doing it for attention, but she was also raised on that strong black woman mentality and, and, and she didn't even have the capacity to be, to be able to even receive me. Because in her eyes, it's like, why are you behaving this way? You're supposed to be the strong black woman. Even as a 16, 15-year-old, get it together. So I often imagine, what if I would have been able to have a space full of black women that allowed me to be vulnerable and transparent, how that would have changed my life, how that would have helped my mental health, how that would have also then trickle down to me being more physically healthier. Having a space that didn't seek to change me and accepted me. Flaws and all. A place where I could go to be free. To be seen and supported and uplifted. And to have all of my very fucking unique black girl needs met. 
I often think about how different my life would have been. So, dear black woman, sisterhood is the key. Unifying, coming together, and indulging in that deep sisterhood and kindredship is the key to enriching ourselves, our lives, our health, but also our communities, our families. The little black girls who who need that guidance and, and that support were paving something beautiful for them. That it will be so beneficial and so so helpful for them. Especially in a world that seeks to corrupt and harm them. They need those safe and protective spaces. They need that togetherness. They need that kinship. They need that unity. Where they can be accepted and supported in all of their black girl needs. So y'all, this has been one for the books. I'm I'm kind of thinking that I'm going to do a part two to this. Um, I'm going to think about it and sit with it a little bit, but I I definitely feel like I am going to be leaning towards that. But for now, um, I bid you adieu. I love y'all. Um, I see y'all. Um, again, don't forget to follow us at the House of HHT on Instagram. And you can reach us at www.thehouseofhht.com as well, um, where we continue to build community. And I offer different variety of soul care services and things of that nature. So y'all stay safe, stay prayed up, and I will see y'all next episode.